and then Gil because he's already yeah. from other things. Because he smells bad. <laughs> it's not necessary. It's not wrong. I mean, it's probably wrong. He probably like smells nice because he's got like a bunch of perfumes in his gate of Babylon. Yeah, but like he smells bad personality-wise. Hi, welcome to Our Beautiful Monster. I'm Katie. I'm Grayson. And we like monsters. So it would seem. <laughs> yeah. I was watching Pirates of the Caribbean this week. Yeah. yeah. Like all, I don't know how many movies there are in that. Now. No, I've only ever seen like the first five? one. Oh, okay. You just, you, you, you watched the first one. Yes. I see. But I, I didn't watch it all at once. Because I started I it too late and had to stop and go to work. I see. It's, see, I would just not start a movie if I knew I couldn't finish it before I had to go do something else. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm, re- I'm recording in a new place. Yeah. One of those yeah. states, as they called them. <laughs> it makes you sound like we weren't in a state before. I'm always in a state of something. Actually, technically, we aren't, we're in, you're not in a state. I'm in a commonwealth. Yeah. I'm in a state, I think. I forget. There's like one other state that's technically actually a commonwealth, and I forget which one it is. I want to say it's Kentucky. Sure. That sounds weird, but why not? That could be true. Um, yeah, I moved for school. I'm in my new apartment. Mm. Um, also, I have a, I guess, I want to say corrections corner. It's just something that I realized I should have brought up and forgot uh, last time when I talk, talked about skeletons. <laughs> Which I guess isn't last time, cause it, but it was my, my last time. My last topic. Mm. Um, I didn't talk about Brooke from One Piece. <laughs> you know, I had noted that quietly to myself, but I didn't feel the need to bring it up. I didn't want to talk about One Piece. <laughs> I just want to say I'm, I'm a fake One Piece fan, dishonor on my cow, all that. <laughs> um, so I'm just going to briefly just give you the rundown. Uh, he's very tall. He's eight foot eight, which is always good. Mm. But just One Piece just be like that sometimes. There's no reason for it. He just is that tall. Um, but he ate a devil fruit called the Soul Soul Fruit. And uh, it's actually a very sad story. So his crew got lost at sea because of this big cloud of mist. And then they all slowly, like, one after the other, like, eventually succumbed to, like, starvation or whatever and died. And then, uh, but then Brooke, because of the fruit he ate, he lived on as a soul inside of his skeleton. And everyone else on the ship was dead. Oh, my. Fun for kids. Yeah. Yeah, but Grayson. That's me. We have a we have a big a big topic for the episode this week. Is it Scooby Dooby Doo? No, he's not a monster. He's a dog. Well, that's debatable. <laughs> that me? Scooby Doo Mystery Incorporated was a weird show. Weird. Um, but no. Um, I'm gonna I'm starting our first multi multi part topic. <laughs> multi-episode topic mm, yeah <laughs> yeah mm. and, and what's that laugh for? i don't know it was just sort of funny <laughs> but it's a uh, time time to finally talk about vampires Blah. yeah blah and all that mm. except not really we're not talking about dracula this time so yeah we're so talking about a really very like... specific subset of vampires first and yeah, then we're going to so... talk about the general vampire well, no, I'm going to talk about sort of the really sort of basic basics of vampires. 
Um, and then I'm going to talk about the specific uh, instance of a vampire that made me want to talk about vampires. Because that seems to follow some sort of logic. We wouldn't be talking about vampires at this point if it weren't for this particular instance of a vampire. Because generally I don't find vampires that interesting. Is the specific vampire you wanted to talk about Count Chocula? No. Okay. I can't think of any... Is Count, Cho- is, is Count Chocula even a real vampire? Because I don't think he sucks blood. I think he just eats cereal. Well, he does have an, uh, an important weakness that all vampires have. I don't know. Which one does he have? Gets soggy in milk. Oh, that's... I mean, I would argue that most people don't get soggy in milk. You're saying if you laid in a bath of milk, you wouldn't get even a little bit soggy. Not the way that cereal does. <laughs> yes, but you would still I mean, become get something wet, that could but you be wouldn't described get, you, as soggy. You wouldn't... Well, I think with the soggy, it's like it's losing its structural integrity, which is why it's a weakness, and that's what cereal does. <laughs> but I would not lose structural integrity. I just get damp. <laughs> and wrinkly. Yeah, that's true. You could argue that that's structural integrity. Anyway. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> Um, so this is going to be, I think, a three-parter at least. Maybe more. We'll see. Hopefully not. I don't want to talk about vampires that much. but And we don't have to do them all in a row. That's true. I could always come back and talk about other things. And, you know, I, don't, I, don't, I don't, didn't put any sort of Castlevania in my plan. So <laughs> <laughs> You know, just one of the most famous video game vampires. I wouldn't worry about it. Yeah. Well, I, mean, I don't really know the video games, so maybe I'm not really qualified to talk about it anyway. That's fair. I just know the, the Netflix show. I Yeah, I like that show. I still haven't gotten caught up. You should. should. Um, Lots of things I should do. But yeah, so my plan is basically um, this time we'll talk about very sort of the, the bare bones basics of vampires and sort of the very early history of vampires. And then I'm going to talk about a thing I early want to talk about, which is a very specific anime-ass example of a vampire. And, and um, gentle listener, and, you, will, you will never guess which anime. <laughs> <laughs> technically it's not anime technically it's still just a light novel and a manga but whatever <laughs> it's still the same series we always talk about yeah <laughs> and then later parts we'll get into sort of like variations of the vampire myth around the world and then uh, depictions of vampires in media But so uh, vampires are broadly speaking some sort of creature that feeds on life essence from other creatures usually by drinking blood like the bat yeah, now that actually brings me to my next point. Would you consider a leech um, a vampire? See, this is exactly what I was going to ask oh. you. Because uh, some animals subsist on blood. So I guess in some ways vampires are real. Grayson, uh, thoughts? Are mosquitoes vampires? I do hate them as much as I hate vampires. <laughs> Why do you hate vampires? Family bloodlines. <laughs> what does that mean? My family has an ancient grudge against vampires, I just decided just now. See, I see. I thought that's what you meant, but it made no sense for you to say that, so I had to make sure you were really saying yeah, that. Yeah, I've just decided that we have an ancient grudge against vampires. Okay. Um, also, do vampire bats only drink blood, or is that just a thing they do sometimes? Uh, I, I'm pretty sure that that's their main subsistence. It's They don't drink human blood. No, they like cows and stuff, right? Yeah. Um, yeah, and they don't suck blood. They open up a wound and drink it like nectar. How is that not sucking blood? Because the sucking blood implies just like making a implies suction, and they don't really do that. They just sort of lap it up with their tongue and then swallow. I mean, I guess, but I don't know. I don't know if vampires actually suck the blood. They they have they they make the puncture wounds with their fangs. That's what the fangs are for. Uh, to- 
So, like, what other animals? So, like, leeches and mosquitoes and vampire bats. What other? Who else does this? Um, there's a species of bird, the name of which escapes me. What? Uh, where they'll, they're very small and they'll stab other birds in the back and drink their blood from while they're busy. What the? I've never heard of I this. I want to say it's a vampire wren. That makes sense that he's called that. Yeah. Uh, I can't believe I've never heard of him before. He sounds absolutely crazy. Uh, well, the problem is he's not particularly interesting visually. Mm. Yeah, but he's a vampire bird. Yeah. But I feel like it's mostly the purview of like small vampire sort of, like... ground finch. Oh. Also, the um, oxpeckers. The what? Uh, those birds that you see sitting on rhinoceros and stuff. They they eat in his blood. I thought they were like, like they just eating like mites off his skin and stuff. I thought it was a symbiotic relationship. That's what it was thought for a long time, but it turns out no, they're sort of unrelated. They just sit on large animals and peck them in spots that they'll bleed without noticing and eat the blood. It's messed up. Yeah. So it's technically still symbiosis, isn't it? Because it's like, it's just like parasitic. Yes, parasitism is technically symbiosis. Yeah, okay, I remembered correctly. Mutualism is when it's beneficial for both. Yes. And then there's the third kind where it's only beneficial for one, but not necessarily harmful to the other. That's commensalism. Yeah, there you go. Those are the three kinds of symbiosis, kids. Science. Science lesson. Science for your Draculas. <laughs> They're not, not Grayson. Don't be, don't be racist. Not all vampires are Draculas. One of the best form of uh, vampire comedies is using Dracula as a, <laughs> as a, as a, as, a t- as like a word instead of a name. As a common, common noun instead of just a, a guy's name. Yeah. yeah. Like, oh, there's, there's all these Draculas about. Yeah. I mean, misusing words slightly is always funny. That's true. Yeah, um, but here's here's my here's my my thoughts on what makes some, something a vampire as opposed to just an animal that eats blood. Okay. Um, well, first of all, typically they're undead. I don't think any of these animals are undead. No. Um, and they're usually Im- immortal or at least very long lived. Uh, and then they have the power to turn their victims into vampires themselves, or sometimes like ghouls that serve the vampire. Mm. And I don't think mosquitoes or vampire bats or vampire ground finches or any of these other animals can do that. Any of those things. Yeah. Would you, as a, as a biologist, would you agree? Yeah. Yeah. Did... So I think that that's that's the line. Is they gotta have like special like they're they're. I, They're not normal normal beings. I've always, in, in my head, uh, vampirism is like a curse of some sort. You don't necessarily have to be undead, just cursed. Mm, yeah, I mean, it's, it, again, it, vamp, uh, the idea of a vampire is very widespread, and it varies wildly, not just from culture to culture, but from, like, then you get into the immediate depictions, it varies from depiction to depiction, whether they're undead or whether they can be born from other vampires i think usually it's like you get turned into a vampire and you were originally human but not always sometimes you can become a double vampire that's not true yeah it is if a vampire bites another <laughs> vampire they become a double vampire it's not real it's just my brother my brother and me bit <laughs> you know i forgot it was a bit <laughs> it's just spouting nonsense like i do oh okay how could you um yeah, do you want to talk about some etymology? Sure. Uh, so the word vampire doesn't really have a clear etymology. Like linguists can track it back through a bunch of like related European languages, all up back to Proto-Slavic, which I feel like we've talked about Proto-Slavic before. Yeah. 
I can't remember when or why, but it's sort of this hypothetical language that all these languages came from. Mm. But it dates back to anywhere between like 2000 BC to 600 AD. So this is an old ass word. Mm. And I feel like that, that kind of makes it, the whole idea a little scarier. Does that make sense? Yeah, like it's sort of a primal thing. Yeah, exactly. An, an innate Vampires? fear of humanity is some creature sucking their blood away in the night. Yes. Yeah. Um, and similar ideas are demons and spirits that drain life force go all the way back to like Mesopotamia and other, all those other early ass civilizations like India and Greek and Hebrew. Mm -hmm. um, but that said, the modern sort of uh, vampire classic, if you will, uh, only really dates back to the early 1700s. With uh, uh, the book isn't called Dracula, it's called something else. Well, no, Bram Stoker's Dracula is it called exactly that, but no, that's not what it is. That that came a little bit later in the 1800s. Uh. Um, but this was sort of when the, because like he didn't invent the idea of the modern vampire, he just popularized it uh. and sort of, uh, yeah, I thought that, I thought thought so too. But no, he he, it was already sort of a thing when he got around to writing his book. It just that it became such a big thing that now it's sort of where we source most of our sort of typical vampire traits from. Fair enough. Um, but we are, we are in Southeastern Europe, you know, vampire country. And the traditions varied from them vampires being evil, just these evil beings to like restless spirits or simply victims of other vampires. Mm. Um, and like most of our classic Halloween monsters, this resulted in incidents of mass hysteria and executions of people believed to be vampires. Like with witches and vetervolves and not skeletons. Yeah, exactly. No, it's kind of hard to accuse someone of being a skeleton. <laughs> that man's a skeleton! He thought we wouldn't notice, but we did! <laughs> it's really, I guess it's mainly just those three that people got accused of being. Mm. I can't think of any others. I haven't heard of anyone being accused of being a Frankenstein, but... No, or a mummy. Mm. No, or a pumpkin. I don't know, what other classic Halloween costumes are there? A g -g 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 ghost yeah, I guess you can't really accuse someone of being a ghost either. Or some sort of sp spider. Or a zombie. I forgot about zombies. Yeah, zombies are lame. Now, you might think, one of because one of my favorite magic decks is a zombie deck, that I would like zombies. Yeah, that would that, that makes logical sense. Zombies can kick rocks for all I care. <laughs> I really like that idiom. <laughs> They're just... Uh, no, I agree. I know, growing up as a... Anyway, this isn't about zombies, this is about vampires. Which are not zombies. They're different. No, they're just both undead, but so are mummies. Well, a mummy and... is just a zombie with clothes on. Eh, sometimes they're different, though. Yeah. They have, di they have different sort of, uh, I would say, um, sort of typical traits mm. are slightly different. In addition to the pants. Pants? Yeah, the mummy pants. What mummy pants? You know, they're whole body pants. It's not what pants are. I don't think you understand words for clothes. <laughs> I think that all clothing can be pants if you're just not a coward about it. I'm, I'm moving on. I'm not engaging this, this discussion with you. <laughs> um, so typically uh, vampires have fangs and pale skin, except sometimes in older traditions they look more like bloated corpses so they would have darker sort of gross looking skin. Mm. Because some, in some traditions, especially the older ones, they were reanimated corpses. 
mm. rather than like a normal a living human turned into one. Yeah, the, the so you're saying the classic vampire is sort of like the modern ghoul. Yeah. All right. Yeah, vampires and ghouls are connected because sometimes ghouls are like people get turned into ghouls by vampires. Mm. Ghoul's kind of just a fancy zombie, to be honest. It's a zombie, but it has a little more agency. And also, ghoul is a yeah. so much cooler word than zombie. It is a much cooler word. Um, and then similarly, similarly conflictingly, uh, vampires are usually either supernaturally beautiful or they're hideous monsters. <laughs> <laughs> like, compare, like, your, your Edward Cullen to, like, your Nosferatu. I'll take Nosferatu, please. Yeah. Flipping that light switch. Yeah, and then if you look at, like, Vampire the Masquerade, which is both a tabletop uh, RPG and also a video game series, there's, like, multiple different species of vampire in them, and some of them are, like, have, like, seduction magic. They're so sexy they can, like, supernaturally compel you to do their bidding. And then you also and then have the Nosferatu. <laughs> yeah, the Nos- yeah, they named them after, and they're just, like, bat- Batman, but not, like, superhero. Like, they're men who are also very bat-like. I'm pretty sure there's a version of Batman where he's a vampire. It was man bat. Well, that's different. He's not a vampire. He's okay. just part man, part bat. Okay. Um, anyway, let's not talk about Batman. Let's not. Um, they don't appear in mirrors. I don't know what the lore reason for that is. Hmm. I guess because they don't have a soul, and like mirrors and souls are kind of a thing. They're thematically linked. Oh, yeah. Um, but Grayson, I have two lists here. I have a list of vampire weaknesses and a list of vampire powers, and I want to see how many you can guess. Which one do you want to do first? Uh, I, I can probably guess four or five of the weaknesses. Okay, alright, if you can guess five, I'll, I'll give you the win. Sunlight. Yep. Running water. Yep. Things being thrown on the ground. I see where you're going, but that's not exactly what the thing is. It's, it's if you throw rice on the ground, they're compelled to count it. Yes, I have it listed as arithmomania. People will throw rice on the ground and the vampires have to stop and count the rice. Interesting choice. Stake through the heart? Yes. Stake through the heart's one. Um, uh-huh. I'm assuming you're not counting Get Soggy and Milk. No. You're missing a classic one. Fire? I mean, that's not what I was thinking of, but yes. So I have listed, so you got, what do you say? Sunlight, uh, sunlight water. Fi- running water, yeah. counting, stake, and fire. Yeah. Also, silver. Uh, I wouldn't have thought of silver. Decapitation, which seems like kind of weird, like I would kill anybody. Mm-hmm. Garlic. Oh, do I forgot garlic. Holy symbols. Yeah. Uh, and then this isn't necessarily a way to kill them, but it's a weakness is that they have to be invited in. Yeah. Classic vampire. Yeah. And like, obviously, not all, all iterations of vampire have all these weaknesses. These are just common ones. Mm-hmm. Um, all right. So for vampire powers, I have... I have six. Six six is sort of the the, the most common ones. So, um, metamorphosis has got to be on there. Yeah, shape-shifting. Yeah. Usually, the most common ones are bats, wolves, which take that, werewolves, and mist. Yeah. Uh, I feel like also rats are pretty common. Rats are pretty common, too. Um, does superhuman strength count? Yes, I have enhanced strength, senses, and speed listed as one. Okay. Um, flight? Yes. If you get one more, I'll give you the point. This one is less less of a thing that they do and more of just a sta- state of their being. Immortality? Yeah. Okay. The other two I have are super healing and sometimes they have psychic powers. Yeah, so those are the vampire powers and weaknesses, basic ones. Um, I'm going to get into the details of the various types of vampires in like part two, but I just want to report this one fact that I read on Wikipedia. In Slavic and Chinese traditions, any corpse that was jumped over by an animal, particularly a dog or a cat, was feared to become one of the undead. 
Uh-oh. So I guess keep your pets away from the graveyard. I mean, I don't generally spend much time in graveyards. Yeah. Not since high school. Um, also, in a lot of traditions, it seemed like the vampire myth came from witches. Like, sometimes the vampires, like, witches could turn people into vampires. And also, one of the proposed etymologies of the word is, like, the same root as witch. Mm. So maybe, like, the idea of vampires came from witches. Mm. It's, all, it's all very muddy when you further back you go. But, um... Speaking of witches, they be tripping or wizards or mages. This is a <laughs> it's once again. This is time for this is this what? is a belabored transition. <laughs> Listen, they don't have witches in fate. They don't really have wizards either, other than the one guy who's the wizard marshal. They just have mages. I would argue that Merlin is still a wizard. I guess, but it's it's once again. It's time for Katie's anime corner fate edition. It doesn't have a theme song, but if it did have a theme song, it would go right here. I'm pretty sure you've established that the theme song is the theme from Rocky that you claim you've had invented. <laughs> that does sound like something I would say. Yeah, it definitely is. And then you said that, you said it doesn't have a theme song before, and I had to remind you before that that's what it was. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> Grayson, are you excited to get into the, the deep fate lore? Uh, actually, kinda. Oh, okay. <laughs> I didn't think you would be. I, I like fate now. It's a thing. Yeah, that's true. You do. Actually, yeah, when we started this podcast, Grayson was not into Fate, but then he, I don't know what happened. Uh, I decided to try Fate Grand Order a second time. But this time, though, we're not talking about some wild anime-ass interpretation of a person from history or myth. You know, tangentially. Yeah, this time, uh, well, I, I said Fate, but honestly, Dead Apostles are much more prominent in the other canons of Type Moon, which if I haven't explained before, this, this is a, Type Moon is the company, and basically all of their properties are linked in some way. Like, they're in different... Every, almost everything's in, in its own timeline, or at least its own branch of the timeline. But there's a lot of characters that show up in multiple iterations in multiple franchises. So it's sort of like a big multiverse, I guess. Mm. But uh, in fact, actually, the, the main break in the timeline between the fate canons and basically everything else is that um, the 27 dead apostle ancestors don't exist in fate. <laughs> and that sentence probably sounds like nothing. Yeah. Actually, <laughs> now that you mention it. <laughs> but and actually, um, there's one exception, and a fate, strange fake. The type moon has vampires in general. They have both different types of vampires. Because, mm, I mean, Vlad the Impaler is a person in this series. Yeah, he's, and he's just a, a vampire. He's not a dead apostle, he's a vampire. And, and even then, he's only sort of a vampire. Yeah, it's complicated. It's the whole thing with like how he was perceived. Yeah. You know. When he was alive, he wasn't a vampire, but now that he's basically a magic ghost, he's a vampire. Because people remember him as having been a vampire. Yeah. yeah. We've been over this before. I'm going to stop explaining like the basics of, of fate at this point, because if you don't... If this is your first episode, I guess, just go back and listen to the, one of the bazillion other episodes we talk about fate. We're definitely going to have to do just an all-fate episode at some point. Yeah, anyway. <laughs> so dead apostles are a type of vampire, basically, and I'm getting to exactly what that is. The dead apostle ancestors, there's 27 of them, and they're basically just like the top most powerful. Kind of like the government, but not really. Also, some of them aren't, aren't dead apostles. I don't really understand how that works. Yeah, that, that's a little weird. One's a... One's a forest, one's the moon. Mm. <laughs> you know, don't worry about it. I thought the moon was a computer. Well, because in fate, the dead apostle ancestors don't exist. Or if they do exist, they're not dead apostle ancestors. Okay. 
So in Fate, the moon is a supercomputer. In like Tsukihime and other stuff, the moon or it's like Type Moon. It's what that's what the name the name Type Moon comes from. It's this this thing. Anyway, I don't know the details because again, this concept doesn't really doesn't exist in most of Fate, and I mostly know Fate. I know a little bit about Tsukihime and other stuff, but not that much. Mm-hmm. So what I'm about to tell you is actually information I just learned today. So uh, the dead apostles were originally made as sort of emergency rations for the true ancestors, who are also vampires, but also like elemental spirits. Mm. They're like just super powerful beings in lore, and they're immortal. And like they're vampires, but like they don't physically need to drink blood. It's sort of more of a psychological urge that they don't necessarily, so they don't have to do it. They just sort of feel like... All right. Um, and they made the dead apostles sort of in their image but they're sort of imperfect copies and so dead apostles do physically need to uh, drink blood to retain their immortality and powers Okay. and then eventually the dead apostles said hey fuck you and they rebelled so true ancestors don't even matter anyway especially not in faith <laughs> and in faith the dead apostles are fairly background they're like sort of they come up every now and then part of the reason is sort of their thing is they reject and disdain every aspect of human society relatable and so they sort of don't get involved in human affairs mm. it's more 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 often it's um the church and other people go and finding one and be like hey die monster you don't belong in this world monster <laughs> you steal men's souls or whatever the fuck i don't know the line yeah. anyway but What's interesting about dead apostles, so that like they were once human, yeah, as in as in tradition, and uh, in fact, aside from enhanced healing, which is interestingly, it's not so much enhanced healing as much as they rewind time on their bodies to before the damage was taken. Interesting. Yeah, I don't know why that has to be that way, but it's cool, I guess. Yeah. Um, but they don't necessarily, they don't exactly have sort of as a matter of, of being a dead apostle, have these enhanced senses or speed or strength it's rather that their their long lives allow them to refine their abilities beyond what a human could do in their lifetime okay so they they do have typically have enhanced senses and strength and speed but only because they've trained their bodies to do so which i think is in some ways scarier than if they just had them with magic for magic reasons i would i would wager that it is isn't uh what isn't uh consort you a dead apostle no she's more she's something i don't think she is a true ancestor but she's something more like a true ancestor yeah i thought this whole time she was just a magic vampire well she is but she's not this kind of magic vampire oh okay the true ancestors are also vampires they're just a different sort of they're more powerful and less sort of like grimy because they don't need to suck blood physically but she's not a true ancestor she's just something like one i think because hmm. I think maybe true ancestors don't exist in fate timeline. Anyway, it's all very complicated. <laughs> but so besides some sort of tertiary characters in Fate Zero and maybe some other things that I'm forgetting about, uh, the only major character in a fate property that's a dead apostle is Jester Carture, who is the master of fake assassin in Fate Strange Fake, which we haven't talked about before, mostly because I didn't really know much about it until recently when I finally read the manga. It's fate Strange Fake is fun because it's basically a, a bunch of Americans being like, fine, we'll start our own Grail War with blackjack and hookers, especially because it takes place north of Las Vegas. <laughs> but so the, these American mages did a terrible job. They arrogantly thought that they could easily replicate this like incredibly complicated and powerful magic ritual. Yeah, that, uh, that tracks. This story really rings true. It's like, yeah, we would do this. Yeah. Um, and so a vampire being a master is just one of the many problems. One of them's like a wolf. Yeah, one, Enki's master is a wolf. Not even like a magic wolf, just a regular wolf. But so what really sold me on Jester is that visually he's a very normal looking dude. 
just like some pretty anime boy douche in a suit. Your favorite kind. Yeah, and all that's all that's visually different is the vampire fangs. But then there's like these other characters who are like mages, so they can sense magical shit, and they just like see him, and, like, and they just like get this vibe, like, hmm, wow, sure, that's not a human at all. That's a horrible monster. <laughs> um, and he's shown easily def- uh, deflecting, breaking, and even eating noble phantasms. Eating? Yeah, this guy ate a sword. W- what noble phantasm did he eat? Basically, one of the servants has the noble phantasm that he can turn things into noble phantasms. Uh, so it's something like Knight of Honor. Sort of, I guess. He just sort of makes them and then um so basically one of the masters is the chief is the chief of police and so he's sort of gathered up this group of they're all they're all mage cops they're co- they're not like cops for mages they just are cops in this town and also they're secretly mages mm, it's a bad combo yeah it's not great he's he's all right all right dude but you know he is a bastard because you know acab mm. but so he basically has a servant sort of turn all a bunch of objects into noble phantasm and then outfits his his squad which he's called the clan calatian and then jester comes along and de- demonstrates the issue with this that it, you normal people can't do anything to me with these and i'm going to demonstrate it by like you are like a little baby watch this yeah yeah um but yeah he this, this guy ate a sword when will your fave ever it's a good thing my fave is an avid sword swallower <laughs> is, is he... no but <laughs> it's neither here nor there yeah Unrelated, technically, this is unrelated to him being a dead apostle. It's just that he's able to figure out how to do this because he had like the, like again, like the they they have these powers not just because they have a long time to figure stuff out. Basically, <laughs> he's called uh, the Six-Hearted Revolver because he has basically six bodies he can switch between, like when one gets damaged or destroyed. All right. Yeah, so like he dies in the first scene, <laughs> but then he just swaps to the younger, hotter body. Like you do. <laughs> Which is iconic. He's he's a very terrible man, but I love I love me a, a wretched eldritch goblin sort of man. That is sort of the, the the character type you enjoy. Yeah. Also, one of the other bodies is apparently a werewolf. <laughs> now hold on a minute. You can't do both. <laughs> you can. He did. Why can't he be both? Explain to me why he can't be both. I, I mean, come on. I mean, he has six bodies. He might as well have one be a werewolf. Um, but no, this is the, we know four of the six bodies he has the first one which he was first introduced where he was kind of like just looked like a weirdo mage and that got killed and then he has his hot young guy body and then when he has to run away from the robot priest mm. <laughs> he switched i think it's partly it's partly this to, so it's easier to escape and partly because he had taken a lot of damage from the robot priest with his grenade hand mm. he's a man who 70 percent of his body has been replaced with like uh sanctified weaponry to fight dead apostles. Isn't there a JoJo character like that? Oh, I don't know. There's um, Dronheim, who was a cyborg for Germany, but he wasn't a priest. He was just a guy. And they were they were just war fighting pillar men who were kind of like vampires. Maybe that's what I'm thinking of. Yeah. Um, yeah, but he ran away from the robot priest. He switches to the uh, little boy body. And then it says that this, the werewolf. And I don't, it, the manga hasn't gotten to that, so I don't have any details as to how or why this comes up. But it's a red werewolf with physical capabilities exceeding other forms. Huh, because yeah. I, I was unaware that werewolves were real in fate. They're classed as a phantasmal beast. Because uh, I'm aware of... Oh, they are descended from a single golden werewolf. <laughs> That's cool. That's, yeah, alright. Uh, um, anyway, I also want to talk about Jester's shadow. Okay. Um, sometimes vampires do things with shadows. Yeah. Sometimes I don't have them. It's not super common, but occasionally that's a thing. So basically, instead of like cliche neck biting, his sort of shadow just sort of gets big, sort of grabs people from where it is on the floor, 
and it just sort of sucks sucks it all out of him. Like you do. Yeah. Uh, as as the wiki says, it re- reduces bodies into mere skeletons in a matter of seconds. Like locusts. I guess it's more. It's it's a, it's a suck, and you see all the juice go out. It's gross, but I think all vampires should be more fridge horror, eldritch nonsense rather than just sexy dudes that bite you on the neck. I think if vampires were like this more often, I'd be more interested in them. I'm gonna send you a him picture. Okay. On the wiki. I want you to look at that and like on a scale of one to ten, tell me how much of a douche this man is. Probably like a nine or a ten. Yeah, that's correct. Also, at one point, this isn't really relevant to like vampire stuff, but at one point, he so he went to the police station to to take a fight with a police guy. Or, well, not even that. It was because his servant, who's his servant who hates him and also doesn't recognize that she, he's her master, went there. And so he went to follow because he's like in love with her, I guess. He thinks that she's really cool because she murdered him. I don't know. His, 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 his train of logic doesn't really follow. But he's like an old vampire man. So it, it would be weird if we could understand his train of thought. Yeah. So in some ways, I kind of like that I can't fully understand his logic. He's, an, he's a very old man. But he just picks up a couch by the corner and is just holding it like it was made of styrofoam, which is just a power move. But then he fights the robot priest. Chris is just sending me a bunch of like vampire gifts. <laughs> I like the one of the Kermit vampire and he bites that guy in the neck and the guy over- overacts so much. That's, that's not a vampire, that's Darkwing Duck. <laughs> I like the one of Gus from Psych. Oh, is that Gus? Yeah. I didn't recognize him with all the crazy facial hair that's been added on. Yeah, yeah, that was his Halloween costume. He was Blackula. That makes sense. I recognized the Nosferatu one from Spongebob. Yeah. So they just edited him and have a smiley face. Yeah. That was a great punchline for that dumb episode. Yeah, it was. Why were the lights flickering on and off? Nosferatu. Nosferatu. And of course, as a kid, you're like, I don't know who, what this is. <laughs> I don't know who this man is. <laughs> Grayson, did you have any questions about the, all, the, all of the fate lore that I just dropped in you? At this point, I'm pretty desensitized to the bizarreness of fate lore. <laughs> yeah, but you're, you're you're still sort of the outsider here, so I want to make sure everything that I tried to explain was clear. No, I got it. Okay. All right, Grayson, if you That's... if you had to design a vampire, what 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 cocktail of, of classic vampire traits would you use? Can I give them an extra pair of arms? No. I said classic <laughs> vampire traits. Yeah, but I just like having an extra pair of arms. No, you can't do that. Uh, fine. It well, would obviously... Improve, it would improve it, but that's not that's, that's something else then. Well, obviously I'm going to give them the, the max amount of shape-shifting possible. Shape-shifting's cool. Yeah, that makes sense for you. Yeah. Okay, how about... Here's, here's a question. Uh, retractable fangs or always their fangs? Uh, always there, I think, is more interesting. Yeah, I, I, I'm definitely vampire is going to be more ghoulish. Yeah, you want to go for like the big bat ears? Uh, I want to go for little bat ears. Oh, I see, just little pointed ears. Yeah, so they, uh, so they look like you know if you sort of glance past them, like that could be a person. Mm-hmm. It's not till you start to look directly at them that you're like, oh, that's some sort of spooky monster man. Yeah, sort of the same thing with like Jester where like at first glance he could easily pass for a normal guy, but then you like he's got vibes. He's got rancid vibes. For sure. I w- I think I would give him the counting thing cuz it's not 
it's not super common anymore, but I think it's very funny. You're just like the serious vampire and you just throw some rice at his feet and he's like, oh, dunk. Any of the weirder things I would want, like the counting and the running water. Getting soggy and milk. No. Yes. <laughs> no. Yes. Not including that in my vampire. My vampire gets soggy and milk. Okay, well, I think that's a terrible weakness to have. I think you're a terrible fool to be friends and with. I like the I like the needing to be invited in. I like that. Yeah. Yeah. I can relate good. to that. I wouldn't go for a full Nosferatu. I would go for again, like you said, like you said, the pointed ears and the the fangs. I don't want them to be like, like they could be just sexy on their own merits, but I don't like the idea of it being supernaturally sexy. So like, even if they weren't actually physically attractive to you, you'd be enticed because everyone's into different things. Yeah, that's no fun. No. Here's, here's my question. Yes. Um, so obviously you can't really explain with biology how being undead works because it, should, it doesn't work. You did try to get me to do it with skeletons. <laughs> that's, that's different because these are like flesh things. They have got flesh to maintain. How would, how would, because you'd need like blood pumping to not, to make all the tissues not go to necrosis, right? Well, it depends on if your cells are active. But don't your cells need blood to be active? I, yeah, kind of. Yeah. But in the tip, I feel like for undead, typically being undead means your heart's not pumping anymore. Which but means no blood. And that's why they're so pale. If you have no cellular function, mm -hmm. you and we're still mystically, magically alive, Yeah. Um, you wouldn't really need to pump blood because you don't need to get anything to your cells. And yeah. since you don't have, your cells aren't doing anything, they're not decaying them, I guess? Hmm. Oh, actually, that reminds me. There was a thing about cells on the Dead, dead Apostles page. Let me see if I can find it. Oh, there's another Dead Apostle who has the ability to change the shape into a large bird several kilometers in size. Several kilometers? <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's a city bird. Yeah, that's too much. Oh, here it is. <laughs> I feel like you're going to either hate this or really enjoy it, get a kick out of this. Okay. All right. So the the downside of acquiring powers that humans originally would not have is that the genes that compose their bodies are constantly degenerating. The only way to interrupt and reverse this degeneration, even if just temporarily, is by regularly ingesting the blood of living creatures in order to absorb genetic information and stabilize their own bodies. Is that how genes work? No. <laughs> Red blood cells don't. They're not. They don't have genes. They don't have. Uh, they're. Uh... Do, do, do red blood cells not have DNA in them? Not much. They don't have, like, a <laughs> nucleus because they're basically just a packet that holds oxygen. Mm -hmm. So they don't replicate on their own or anything. So you agree that they need to keep putting new blood in their bodies? No. <laughs> <sighs> I also don't think that your genes degenerate. I mean, that's not untrue, but they degenerate because of mistakes in replication. Yeah, but that's like, it's, it's generational. It's not in your own body, right? Yeah, it is. Oh, okay. That's sort of the cause of death by old age. Oh, okay. So some of, some of that makes sense. No, because if you're not alive and you're not replicating DNA, it isn't making mistakes, so it isn't degenerating. Maybe they are alive. Maybe, I mean, undead's not being dead, it's being undead. Yeah, but that, mm, that's not how anything works. Anyway. Anyway. Ratings. I'd say, Grace, that this is another two two ratings thing. Let's rate the general concept of vampire, and then rate rate Jester. Or maybe we should just rate Jester, and we can rate the general concept of vampires at a different. That's that's what I was gonna say. When we do the media vampires, I think that's when you want to rate the general concept of vampires. Okay. 
Because we didn't just talk about Jester, that was my thing. Yeah, but we're going to talk about vampires in general in the, med- in, the med- in the media one, we'll, we'll probably talk about several different instances of vampires, so we might want to do multiple ratings for different vampires we talked about in detail. Yeah, I, I still think we just so. hit Jester here. Okay, fine. All right, all right. You, you, you do what you want. All right. All right, so... Um, What's the? F- it's been a while since we've recorded. Uh, monstrousness, monstrousness comes up first. Yeah. All right, Grayson. Monstrousness. What do you think for Jester? Well, you said that physically he's just kind of a dude. Yeah, I showed you a picture. He's a dude. Um. So. But he does turn into a werewolf sometimes. Uh, turning into a werewolf is cool, and he also. Also, his shadow thing. Yeah, yeah. I'm getting to that. Okay. Okay. He's, I'll, I'll stop interrupting you. He's visually just a dude, but. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's only on the surface level. You go a layer deeper and you start to see he's much more eldritch than you one would have expected. Mm-hmm. Uh, which is interesting, but not that interesting. <laughs> that's fair. Uh, so he's going to get a 2.5. That's, that's pretty generous. I was I would have been happy with the 2. But I'll, I'll, I'll go 2.5. Also, I'm just looking at the Dead Apostle page on the wiki again, and I just want to read this sentence. <laughs> Incidentally, the top... 10, dead apostle ancestors can no longer be killed by ordinary means. Oh. Having lived in capital M mystery for so long, the only way to defeat them is through an even greater capital M mystery. Huh. I don't know what a mystery is. That's the concept of how magic works in fate. That's right. Yeah. So a grand servant could kill a gra- uh, one of those apostles. That makes sense. But I, a regular servant couldn't. Oh, I, I, I do just want to bring up one of the dead apostle ancestors. At least I think he's a dead apostle ancestor. Yeah, he is. Um, his name is uh, Nero Chaos, but it's spelled N-R-V-N-Q-S-R and pronounced Nero. Yeah, Nernskiver. Yeah, it's 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 spelled Nernskiver. Yeah, and that's how, it, as far as I'm concerned, that's how it's spelled. Yeah, but I just think that he's neat because um, he's a... Living mass of chaotic matter analogous to the primordial sea, created from the accumulation of the lives of 666 creatures. That's a lot of things you just said to me. I didn't like much of them. He's just a guy with 666 beasts inside of him. Not like capital B beasts, just like creatures. Lowercase B beasts. Yes, yeah. he's in Melty Blood, which is like the Sukihime fighting game. But his animations are very cool because you just sort of. You know, like, um, Eddie from Guilty Gear? Vaguely. It's kind of like that, where he just sort of, his attacks are sort of these black shadow monsters that sort of jump out of his flesh. Various types. It's neat. Neat. Anyway. Um. Companionship. Companionship. <laughs> Companionship. Uh. What do you think, Chris? Uh, from... You'd only know a little bit about his personality. Yeah. From what you said, he's kind of a creepo. Yeah. Kind of a little bit slimy. Creep is kind of the wrong word. Uh-huh. He's just a little bit greasy, personality-wise. Yeah, and he does—he doesn't really—he just thinks of humans as food. Yeah, that's. I'm. But also, they're kind of interesting. Like, um, at, at one point, one of the other dead apostles, who doesn't phys- doesn't appear, but he's Flat's friend. He calls on the phone. Who owns a casino in Monte Carlo? Oh. Which is cool, Van Femme. Uh, he uh, dead names Jester because he doesn't respect Jester's um, ability to um, disregard, like, humanity and, like, look down on it because he's participating in this. I guess for, like, that's a concern for dead apostles, but that's not a reason to dead name someone. Also, Jester's technically trans, which, you know, trans rights, I guess. I just wish he was less of a creep. Yeah. Yeah. 
Uh, I I don't like being thought of as food in general. Yeah. So I'm going to give him a a nice, a healthy one. Yeah, I think one's good, because I wouldn't give him a flat zero, because he's not going to just murder you on sight. But the chance that he'll decide to eat you is not not insignificant. Yeah, we've definitely talked about monsters who you could hang out less with than him. Yeah, yeah, because he can have a conversation. He just kind of sucks, like, personality-wise, and also just, like, chances of eating you-wise. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and the final rating. Handsomeness. Handsomeness. I am not into the greasy anime boy look. That's fair. I'm generally not. I don't always agree with that. What do you mean? You kind of like a greasy anime goblin. Well, like, I guess greasy, yeah. I don't like like the typical sort of pretty anime boy. Generally, I does not interest me. I just like it when they're a little bit, like there's something off about them. Yeah. But uh, safe to say, Jester kind of does nothing for me personally. I like the look with the many eyes. That's kind of cool. Yeah, that one's good. But that's not his normal face. Well, it's not even, as far as I can tell, a real face. It's just sort of more of a vibe that he has. Yeah. Is that he should look like that. So, he gets a two for me. That's fair. I mean... I'm assuming you're going to give him a much higher number. He's, he's <laughs> as far as, like, monsterness, I think, uh, like, a three, or not even, not even that, maybe. But as far as actual just sort of handsomeness in general, I'd give him, like... A four. Because mm. he's very cute. Again, I can cut this out. Or you can do more, I don't know, skeleton ASMR. <laughs> no, that was a one-time thing. You have to pay extra for that. <laughs> Will you do different ASMR? Uh, I don't even know what vampire ASMR, ASMR would be. Like, you don't know what any ASMR is. That's fair. I've never once watched an ASMR video. Anyway, yeah, so just look at his little his little happy laugh face. He's cute. <laughs> But it's like, it's it's the gap moe where he shouldn't be cute because he's a horrible blood-sucking monster douche. But he's just got a cute face. Yeah. And it's it's it's, it's the the juxtaposition of those that really really gets gets me going. Fair enough. Yeah. Yeah, so I'd, I'd, give, I'd give Jester like a, a four just because I like, I like to look at him. I like a man in a slightly um, ostentatious suit. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not really usually a suits guy. I like a suit, but I like. I don't like. It, it, I don't just like a g- generic suit. It needs to. Have, it needs to be a little bit like unusual. Like Jester's doing the white suit look with the rose in the lapel. Mm. And it, you know, as Hiromu Arakawa says, um, she thinks that all characters in white suits are weirdos. And that's yet to be, be proven wrong in my experience. Yeah. Anyway, we should wrap up. Yeah, we should. Yeah, we'll talk more about vampires at a later date, but not next time because we switch off who picks the topic each episode. I don't know if you guys have noticed. Yeah. <laughs> we do that. So next time it'll be whatever Grayson picks, and then after that it'll be more vampires. There's a non-zero it. chance that it will be Double D from Ed, Ed, and Eddie. Don't say yes. (laughs) We have to do it. Do the joke at the end. Uh, All right. Um, uh, Grayson. Yes. Where can uh, people find us? Uh, They can find us at obmonstercast at Mm twitter.com. Oh, excuse me. Uh, Or they can email us at ourbeautifulmonster at gmail.com. Sounds good. Uh, Katie, what should people do when they're done listening to our podcast? Hold on, one more can you call it a podcast? I did. <laughs> okay. 
um, no like, should um, rate and review, subscribe, and tell other people to come listen to it as well. Yeah. Tell them, if, if, especially if they, they love vampires. So we're going to be talking about vampires a lot, so if you're into that, yeah. come, come, on, come on over. We're also promised to talk about Digimon several times, so if they like we're Digimon... We talked about Digimon once. Yeah, but we keep saying we're going to do it again. Yeah, we're, we do We're do probably that. not, but... But who knows? Who knows? Maybe I'll talk about the one Digimon I know. That's not true. I know a couple of Digimon, but I hate all of them. I mean, to be fair, you do know Deputymon. <laughs> that's, that's right. That's the one Digimon I like. Yeah. Anyway. Um, Grayson, what are we going to talk about next time? Uh, next time, I'm going to talk about Johnny Bravo. <laughs> okay, going to the theme. Yeah. All right. We're, um, we're going to cut all that. We are. We are.